Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. And what? Man, welcome to the show. Let's get your happy on hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. We're on 93.7 The Ticket. You know, I always like to start the show off with a positive vibe. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. It's been a really, really interesting weekend. You know, the spring game, uh, a big celebration for Coach Solich. Very good man. And there was just a lot of activities going on that really kind of reminded me of some good memories. And I think that's important that you have some good memories and you focus on those good memories because sometimes we can get down the dumps behind things that don't really matter. What's really important is you being happy every chance you get. You know, a lot of people say being positive and being happy all the time is not something that's real easy to do. And I will admit that that's true. But if you try as hard to be happy, as you do being negative, I think it's a very, very important thing to stay focused on the positive. And it can be done. I do it every day. Uh, I've been accused of making it look easy, but uh, I work really hard at it. want everybody to be positive. You know, I got a guest tonight, and I'll be real honest with you. I've been knowing this guy since we were teenagers, so that's like forever. And we're like brothers. He played a little football. He had a little success. But um, I've been negotiating for a long time, trying to get a, a maybe a leg or ankle or something off that Heisman Trophy for a lot of downfield blocking. <laughs> you better ask my mother. <laughs> I want y'all to welcome my guest, man. This is my brother for life, man, Mike Rozier. How you doing, man? What's up, Ricky Simmons? Get your hat be on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the show, Mike. Mike, you know what? We're going to get right into it, man, because, um, see, everybody knows about all your accomplishments. You know, you're one of three people in the history of Nebraska football to win a Heisman Trophy. I mean, that, that goes without saying, and most people can Google that. But we're going to talk about a couple of things that people don't know about you. Um, first thing I want you to share with everyone is, where'd you grow up, Mike? I'm originally from um, Camden, New Jersey. Camden, New Jersey? Yeah. Now, you went to high school at Camden? Yeah, I went to Woodrow Wilson High School. Woodrow Wilson High School. Now, let me ask you this. If I remember correctly, there's a high school football stadium. What's the name of that stadium? Uh, you, you've been bumping the head too much, man. <laughs> I'm just curious, man. What's the name of that stadium? Mike Rozier Stadium. Mike Rozier Stadium. See, that's where I was going with this. See, <laughs> I know things, y'all, and I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get him to admit it. That's all I'm trying to do. But, no, congratulations on that. I think that's big, man. And, you know, Mike, you do a lot of positive things for the community, too, and I, I really respect that. You know, I think the thing that impressed me the most, <clears throat> and we'll get back to what you, what you were doing after high school, but I want to say this before I forget it. That was a, I saw you going out of your way to make time for others. You were signing autographs. You taking pictures with people that had no clue. I mean, you had no clue of who they were. I mean, I, I respect that, man. And I think that's very, uh, I think that's being humble. I'm humble. I know that. But yeah. everybody else don't know that. I'm a humble guy. I, I already know that. I've been blessed. Let me ask you this. After you left Camden High School, where'd you go then? 
I went to junior college. Which which junior college you go to? Coffeeville, Kansas. Coffeeville, Kansas. What's in Coffeeville, Kansas, Mike? The Dalton brothers. You remember them? Oh, you talking about outlaws? Yeah, they robbed their hometown. They built them. <laughs> <laughs> so you was at you was at Coffeeville Junior College. You did a year there, and then you came came to Nebraska. Came to Nebraska. That's when I met you, man. That's right. I remember that. You know, and it was kind of funny too. I got a funny story to share with y'all. Oh, have mercy. Oh no, I'm going to put you on blast. Hey. Mike came here. Nobody knew who he was. And we had this, you know, everybody know about the black shirts, right? Black shirts was uh, was notorious for. Which black shirts? Yeah. Come on, man. Don't start that. <laughs> Don't start that. But anyway, Mike, Mike came here and everybody knew that the black shirts was known for uh, handing out punishment. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. They did that a lot. And uh, we had one guy in particular no longer with us, rest in peace, Sammy Sims. Oh, Sammy Sims was a man. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, Sammy Sims was uh, he was one of them kind of guys that, I mean, he would run into anything and anybody at any time. And so he was known, you know, it was known that you should avoid him. And I think the first time Mike had a, we had a scrimmage, you came up and Sammy came up, and everybody was like, uh-oh, it's going down. He finna, Sammy finna knock him out. And the next thing I know, Sammy was on the ground, and Mike was still running. And the <laughs> next day, Mike went from third team to first team, and he never gave up his starting job. <laughs> me, me and Sammy became good friends. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I think you earned that friendship. <laughs> so, Mike, now tell us this, too, man. You uh. You started three years here, and you became the all-time leading rusher. Is oh. that true or false? I don't know. I mean, I'll I, see. I, there I, you go. I, I well, he's humble, ain't he? That's I okay. That's... I don't follow my football. Hey, Mike. Career. I mean, Mike. I enjoy doing it. You know what I'm saying? I was blessed to do the things I did. Right. Well, since you don't want to, you want to be humble. I'm gonna tell y'all something else y'all don't know about Mike. See, he don't want to talk about it, but I'm gonna put him on blast. Why can't we all get along? Yeah, we gonna all get along, but I'll put you on blast tonight. Look here, Mike. What's the deal with you not lifting weights the whole time you was at Nebraska? Can you explain that to us? I was blessed from God. <laughs> Mike would come to the weight room every day and supervise. He didn't lift nothing, but he was real good at supervising. Yo, Rick, lift that. Yo, Irv, lift that. I'm like, why don't you lift something? Oh, I don't lift weights. How'd you manage to get out of lifting weights, man? Well, me and Boy was pretty close. Boy Epi is our strength coach, but... um. Back then, I feel lifting weights. I watch Iron Hip, the way he lifted a lot of weights, but he, he was running too stiff. To me, lifting weights makes you stiff. But I was just blessed to be the kind of body I have to do the things I did back then. Lord, the Lord blessed me. He's still blessing me. You know what? I'm gonna give you that one because uh, even though you didn't lift weights, you took care of your business on Saturdays. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you weren't much for practice. But uh, you, I had to go practice. You know, Coach Osborne. You, yeah, practice. you showed up. I'm not saying you. I didn't say you didn't come. I said I, I remember a couple of times you would say stuff like uh, you'd be a little late to meetings. Um, my know? car broke down. Okay, y'all. Let me explain something to you. This guy right here is being very, very uh, manipulative right now, and he's being very evasive. The first excuse he used was he had a flat. But he had four new tires on his car. Hey, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, buddy. All right. Well, I was at meetings every day. Yeah, you showed I up. I was at practice every day. Yeah, you did, and you handled your business. Yeah. I mean, you had Coach Corgan, so you didn't have no choice. Oh, you know, Coach Corgan, <laughs> whole different, whole different era of football. Uh, speaking of Coach Corgan, rest in peace. Uh, I know Coach Solich had a, a big part in your your college career too. Well, I call him Frankie G. Frankie G, because he always dressed like a GQ guy. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie he did. He did. He did. Yeah. And, um, me and Frankie came. He's like my head coach, but he's like my, my dad. You know what I'm saying? Right. He came down to Camden, recruited me. I could have went anywhere I wanted to go. I mean, but I knew Nebraska featured eye backs, you know, right? And that was my position. And plus, y'all was winning at that time. You yeah. know, it, it, it will come back. Believe me. Yeah. But y'all was winning big time back then. Yeah. Um, we. The big and we game were was Thanksgiving. That. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving in Oklahoma. I used to watch when I was a kid, Thanksgiving right. games, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Everybody used to watch some games. Yeah. And um, I wanted to come here. I was a runner. I back. So I came here. Well, I tell you what, not only did you come here, you left a mark here. Yeah. And uh, I was blessed. Yeah. Well, like I say, Mike, man, I like to give you a hard time because we're, we're, we're brothers and we've been brothers since I met you. But it's just funny because you know so much about me and I know so much about you. So it's so a lot of it is, y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. We cannot talk about it on the show, okay? It would take too long to talk about your ass. <laughs> but, you know, the, the bottom line is, and I will share this part, uh, and this is about me more so than him, but it says a lot about him. You know, I went through a very dark period uh, right, after I, uh, right after I got out of the pros. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but, a lot of my teammates kind of distanced themselves from me, and I respect that because I was not living a good life. We both, Rick. Yeah, I know, but still, you you were still you were still in the NFL. I had walked away, and you never turned your back on me. You've always been like, I mean, you was you was kind of rough on me, but you didn't turn your back on me, and I've never forgotten that. And to this very day, I just want to say thank you publicly, man, for doing that. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, because you didn't have to do it, especially with your status. You would put yourself in harm's way just to be my friend. And I just want to, I want everybody to know that I'm not ashamed to say that or I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed of it. So publicly, thank you. But the best part is you kept this shit good. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's too late. <laughs> yeah, I did get it together. Okay, I did get it, and you still keep it together. Yeah, that's the main part of it, man. Well, I'm I'm feeling like you say blessed. You know, I think that's another thing we have in common is we're uh, we're both uh, spiritual people. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're I mean, not. Yeah, we're not trying to. We're not trying to make nobody become pastors or you know whatever. We're not trying to push religion down your throat. We just we both personally have a belief. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, the Lord, He's still looking out for me. Right. I mean, you got jammed up. I ain't get caught. I used to do the same junk you used to do. Right. I'm just trying to say, don't don't cuss. But okay, Rick, I was doing the same stuff you did, man. I realized, you know, it's time to stop. It just it just took you a little longer to stop. Absolutely, right? a lot longer. But I ain't I ain't give up on you because I knew it would happen sooner or later. Well, you know, Mike, I, <clears throat> I like to give credit to the fact that. Uh, we got to know each other prior to all the junk that we was doing later. Right. So you knew what type of person I was, oh, yeah. but you also knew what that stuff does. And uh, you, 
you never got amnesia on me. Nah, for what, man? I know, but trust me, dude. Like you said, this show ain't long enough for me to tell you all the people that did. (laughs) (laughs) And see, what they don't know is I remember it. I don't hold it against them. I'm not mad at anybody, but I remember. As long as you wake up every day, man, it's a blessing. Absolutely. And that's that's the way I choose to look at life. Now, Mike, for those that don't know, when you went to New York and you was – there for the Heisman. Did you know before you went you was going to win it or no? Not really. I had an idea I won because that year, um, 83, I was the second guy who ran over 2,000 yards in college history. So mm-hmm. I had some guys <clears throat> battling for it, but I had an idea I was going to win it. But okay. I, I wasn't looking at that. You know, the main thing to me is do the right thing coming up. <clears throat> My mom and dad's there. My brothers, my five brothers, mom and dad, especially my mom. I mean, I love my dad to death too. But, but you know, you, 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 if you're a boy, you're, gonna, you're mommy's boy. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right, right. I right. love my dad to death. He, he kept me focused and doing the right thing. So mm-hmm. um, that's another thing that, that kept me in line. Because I knew if I mess up, he would whoop my ass. Oops. Little <laughs> 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 no, Well, you know, I'll put it this way. They did a great job, though. You know, and uh, I'm just really honored, man, to to call you a brother, you know, because uh, when they call, before I forget my trainers off, when they called your name, how'd you feel in that moment? Uh, well, you know, I, I know too much about the Heisman. I know about the best player going to get your Heisman trophies, but um, the best thing happened to me, they called my name and I called my brother Guy up on stage. And guy played ball here since eighty, you no, know, since eighty one, right, eighty two to eighty five, and um, I gave the trophy to him to give to my mom. I, my mom got the trophy right now. I just read the ring, so she still got it. So okay. I was just happy to see the expression on their face. My mom and dad was there, and they see the things I accomplished. Well, Mike, I tell you what, man, that's I mean, to win that award, you know, there's not very many living Heisman Trophy winners, you know. So you're in a very elite fraternity of guys and i know every year you go to new york for the presentation and i think one of your deals is you pride yourself in being the best dressed i try to be you know yeah I mean? well you're doing a fine job young man because i can always <laughs> spot you when you're on stage well, i'm only guy on the stage with a hat you know what i mean yeah i, yeah. I got it from my father he always wore a hat right so i always wear a hat wherever i go i wear a hat well i mean i think it, it's kind of like you're a little signature because everybody I was noticing at the spring game you know people would pass by you and they'd be like that's Mike Rozier that's Mike Rozier and I know that when they do that you could disappear but you make yourself available so again uh, and I know I have had a lot of people they know we're friends and they always hey uh, I'm really I don't want to ask him would you ask him if he'll take a picture with us that's why I was grabbing on you so much yeah. over the weekend. So, just, yeah, you, you do that a lot. Too. I do it, and I'm good at it. You ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all right though, Mike. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, you know I mean, what? I th- I feel though, people still remember me. That's good. The thing is, when they don't remember you. That's a problem. Right. Well, I don't think uh, as long as long as there's time. You'll be forgotten, man, because you accomplished something that only three players in the history of this university, which is 
has a long tradition of success. Uh, you've accomplished it. I mean, that you, Johnny, and Eric, you guys stand alone in that one category. I mean, everybody don't get that trophy. You no, know? you don't. You know, and I'm just, I'm honored, man, that uh, that my brother got it. So I brag a lot, too, on you. So don't think I don't. You just don't hear it. I, oh, yeah, I know Mike Rooster. <laughs> so my point I'm trying to make, though, man, is I'm really proud of you. And I'm also proud of the things that you do. Like we go to those golf tournaments. Um, Planning them golf tournaments down in Tulsa, man, for that children's hospital to raise money. That's a, that's a very, that's an inspirational thing to me, you know, because, you know, and you know this as, as well as I do. When we sign all them footballs and break up into groups and go into those little kids' rooms. Right. That's a tough deal, man. It is I'm, a tough deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I be coming out there with tears in my eyes you sometimes. Ain't, you, ain't, you ain't doing the guy, man. Believe me, I come out with tears. I don't even want to stay in the room. Yeah. Because the kids know they, they go on a couple months or three three years or two years or one year, and you're sitting there with, putting a smile on their face. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So, you know, a lot of people get up and say, oh, I got to go to work or I got to pay this bill. Look. Just be happy you wake wake the hell up. Excuse me. <laughs> You're all good, little lady. Just as long as you wake up, do something positive in life. You know right. Because, I, mean? I mean, you're here for a purpose. I think everybody here for a purpose. Right. And right. the things I've, I've been through back in my day, when I used to do the stupid, stupid junk, I ain't cuss. Yeah, hey, um, doing better, love. Doing better. I shouldn't be here. But right. the, the Lord blesses me and he kept me here to do something positive. You know, and I agree with that because. I can say this with confidence. <clears throat> We've both done enough not to be here. Oh, you ain't lying. Yeah, and we're still here. And uh, for the most part, you know, we still have our health. And I think those are just blessings that you can't put a price tag on. No, you can't. Right. I got to ask you a question. When you went, uh, well, we both went to the USFL first. Right. And uh, what did you think of the USFL when you went? It was the same, same thing as the NFL. Yeah. But they was paying more money. Yeah, <laughs> a whole lot more money. <laughs> oh, a whole lot. Yeah. But, I mean, I knew soon they were gonna be in the NFL. I knew I knew yeah. it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So it was still football. I was still having fun, still traveling, doing meeting people. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know well, I mean? you had a you had a really really successful career, man. And when the USFL folded, I think you went to Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the Atlanta Falcons, and. Uh, that my life fell apart, but yours kept going. I retired in Atlanta. You did? I did most of my years with Houston. Okay. I did five years with Houston, three years with Atlanta. And I oh. retired there. Okay. Okay. Well, we should have been teammates, but uh, I had off-field activities. That's right. <laughs> I guess it's time for commercial. Yeah, it's time for commercial. So, look here. We're going to take a quick break. Don't y'all go nowhere. This is 93.7 The Ticket. But get your happy on out. Get your happy on. Get your happy on. 